0: Support for the Bronx Bomber Babble podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Gentlemen, shaving your downstairs area can be difficult, but those troubles are a thing of the past with Manscaped's Lawnmower 3.0. Featuring skin-safe technology, it glides nice and smooth so you're not in any danger of nicks and cuts to your delicate downstairs area. It also has a convenient LED light so you can see where you're trimming, plus it's waterproof so you can use it in the shower. I've been using mine for a few weeks now and it's awesome. It works great and it will totally change your grooming game. The Lawnmower 3.0 comes included in the Perfect Package 3.0, which also includes the Crop Reviver and Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant and Moisturizer. Get all these great products, as well as a super comfortable anti-chafing boxers, plus a great travel bag to carry it all in. The Perfect Package is valued at over $150, but right now you can get it all for just $89.99. Manscaped features some of the perfect gifts to give to the men in your life. Gift your friends, your family, and yourself the gift of Manscaped. Right now, when you go to manscaped.com, you can use the code BABBLE and get 20% off plus free shipping. That's BABBLE, B-A-B-B-L-E, for 20% off your order and free shipping. Manscaped, your balls will thank you.
1: We are live for the 93rd episode of the Bronx bomber Battle podcast I am your host Matt Luigi, and tonight it's Andrew and it's Alex how are you doing guys
2: we're doing great things hey. are looking up man
1: uh you know it's the last actually are a fun team to watch again for the first time in this year yeah I mean look the last time we recorded and like not even not just the last time the last few times we've recorded it's been pretty bleak the yeah, there's la- been some... I feel
3: like this year, every single time we've done a pod, it's always been just so we can vent about how bad the team is. Yeah,
1: Look, there's there's been a few positive notes. Like, all right, we got a series win here, series win there, a few few but, nice peaks and valleys. But it, every but time... There's, this all, team, there's
3: always a note of like, but this happened. Yeah. Th- this person got injured. This person is playing terribly. Something like that.
1: There's just never been able to be a consistent stretch. Of happiness, right? Even during a stretch where you win five of seven games, the two losses will be back-breaking, Mm -hmm. ninth inning collapses, just just terrible. But you know what? The last few days, the Yankees, all of a sudden, without giving up any top five prospects, without giving up any real major pieces, to be honest, have now acquired Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo. And, I mean, Someone was saying it on Twitter. And no, I mean, no love to Andrew Heaney here, I guess. I mean, look, I'm we're, we're we'll get we'll get to Andrew Heaney and Joy. <laughs> we'll get to them. Don't worry, but well, and Clay real. Holmes. Don't forget and, Clay and, Holmes. Clay and Holmes, the legend himself, Clay Holmes, the ground <laughs> ball king. Um, but look, Gallo and Rizzo. It, I forgot how nice it was to have two big lefty bats I mean we got away the Yankees I've I've even said this the Yankees have gotten away from just having lefties in the lineup like that was always a patented thing about the Yankees just having at least a couple of big lefty bats in the lineup with that I mean that makes sense obviously with the way their stadium works but yeah the last few years there really just hasn't been that I mean and now we have two now we have two right right away
3: even the 2014, 2015, 2016 teams that just kind of were stuck in a loop of being very mediocre still had lefties. Like they had Brian McCann, they had Beltron. They had – they weren't too um, skewed one way, where this team the last few years it seemed like it's all righties and which has led to, you know, Gardner batting third in playoff
2: games. Well, look, look, let's be honest. It's it's partially – it's really just in the last year or so, right? Because beforehand we had Hicks healthy, we had DD, we had Gardner, like you said. There yeah. were some left-handed bats. I mean, even Greg Bird before uh, his oh, career came crashing down. I'm just that. saying he was there. I'm not saying he was an important – Resurgence bandwagging? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, the point of the matter is you really only notice how imbalanced the lineup is when they're not hitting, right? Like if this team was top five, top ten in the league in scoring runs – you know, middle of the middle of the road and yeah, hitting yeah. with runners in the scoring position, and they had seven or eight right-handed hitters every night. You wouldn't even notice it. It's the fact that they're they're struggling as much as they are, and you look look at their lineup. And you're like, wow, this is all righties. This is shit. Yeah. This is this is constructed like shit, right? Well, so having those two guys in there like, is awesome. They,
0: wasn't
3: they batted the first lineup where it was like all right-handed batters for the first time since like 1940 or something like that? Yeah, some wild stat I remember seeing yeah. that. I don't remember when it was, but it was something like that, which just tells you the state of this team because there are a lot of good right-handed hitters on this team. But I I think Judge said the other day, getting Gallo and eventually Rizzo completely changes the way that pitchers have their game plan towards the team because... And that's the biggest thing. It's not even even that these guys are magically better. You can get into a groove facing... Right handed batter after right handed batter after right handed batter because you're You're all facing
2: the same type of batter up and down the lineup. You just have the same approach for every single guy. If one guy burns with a solo home run, whatever.
3: You're going to pitch right handed batters somewhat the same type of way no matter what. It doesn't matter who the batter is. It could be Judge or it could be, you know, Greg Allen batting right handed. You're going to throw some type of of the same pitches where if you have a lefty in Gallo, you're going to be throwing him different types of pitches. Like to a right-handed batter like Stanton, you're going to want to throw him a slider down and away. But to Gallo, you miss with a slider down and in, which would be where a slider down and away is. That ball's going it 440 feet.
2: And look, we saw it even tonight, right? With with Richard Bauer came in, he got, Gallo and then he immediately plunked Judge because it's just, it's just a different view, right? And then he immediately went back to Rizzo, who has really good reverse splits, and he poked a single the other way. Then they had to bring in a, a reliever, they went right handed, and they got Odor had the big two run single, and it ended up being the, the game winning runs, right? I mean, the fact that I, I, I'm not going to say that a lefty righty lefty righty up in the lineup is the best way to develop a lineup. No. Joe Girardi swore by that. But there's definitely merit. And to
3: honestly, having... Bo- Boone has swore by that too. By the way, he's at Gardner. Yeah. Well,
1: well, well you got to remember, obviously, back then you could. There was guys that you just bring in for one batter, and that was it. So I think.
2: Yeah. That, like is...
1: that was kind of in a way to avoid that. But
2: and if you, if you go, you go back to all those series where we got burned by shitty relievers, like Baltimore, like Toronto. Even when Tampa would use their their lower end guys, right? If you bring in a right hand hitter a right-handed pitcher, and they're going to face three righties, like Alex said, you just get in a groove, right? It completely yeah. changes. It doesn't matter if you have to face three guys. If you're a righty specials, quote-unquote, right, three or four years ago before the, the three batter minimum rule, you could just face the same guy, throw seven or eight pitches, and get out of the inning, as opposed to now having those two guys line changes everything.
3: Yeah, because either way, a left-handed pitcher is go- or a right-handed pitcher is going to be facing... A lefty if you bring in a right-hander to face judge and stand in line if you're gonna have to face gallo or rizzo or you know one of them and that's going to completely change the entire three batter stretch
1: the thing i love about i mean really both guys obviously you could you know you can nitpick and really go into the stats but just speaking in general both guys I mean, are plus defensive players, right? I mean, both gold glove winners. Obviously, Rizzo's a platinum glove winner back in 16. And they both see a lot of pitches. They're both very yeah. disciplined. Like, they're even saying about Gallo, like, look, yeah, he strikes out a lot. Yeah, hits a lot of home runs, but he also walks a lot. Yeah. You know, a lot I mean, of his, has, his, like his, lot of his power hitters are, like, very, has. very free swinging and really just don't see, I mean, he's very patient. And I, look, tonight, yeah, I believe he was over 4 at the walk, but – I mean, two of his at bats, he barreled the hell out of the ball. Yeah. hit, you know, flew out to deep right center and the ball, I think that Andrew said it was 375. So, you know, hit it very well, just didn't really get that carry. And then his last at bat, he hit the ball, it seemed like probably like 100, at least 100 miles per hour to first, and it was right at Aguilar. And Andrew, you know, I think it you, happened. I
3: think you said when it happened, it was 101 it off was, the bat.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah it was, baseball's about as 100.6, which, which with an it, expected it, batting average of 410. Which, in that it seemed way faster than that, too. Yeah. Right. Because it's so short, right? Yeah. I mean, it's hit that hard that that goes to the middle of the outfield. It's in the air, it has some hang time. That perspective, it seems to slow it down. But remember, the the first baseman is probably standing, what, 75 feet from home plate? (laughs) Like, that's yeah, scary. Was, maybe yeah, maybe he's back true. a little bit, maybe it's a hundred feet. Mean, like, I that guess, Aguilar,
3: Aguilar at that point was
2: holding on DJ, wasn't he? He was it, he was in line if not in front of the bag. Yeah, so it was in ninety feet or less. Yeah, he was close yeah. to the bag. Yeah, that ball gets to you in a hurry.
1: But yeah, you know, Gal obviously you would love to see Gal get a hit. It would have been awesome to see both Rizzo and Gal home run, uh hit home runs. But I mean, man, that ball Rizzo hit uh I think I saw a stat. It said that was the first, like, the farthest home run a Yankee left hitter has hit since G-Man Choi a few years ago. Oh my like, god! That really just takes. That was back. in twenty seventeen. Yeah, twenty seventeen. Like, really? you Think to yourself, like, dude, when's the last time sense? a Yankee left-handed hitter hit a ball four hundred fifty yeah. feet into an upper deck? And you're like, huh? Because <laughs> <think> <laughs> not- obviously, O'Doris, power like the Yankees history, have had nothing like that.
3: Left-handed power hitters, the Yankees have had since you know G-Man Choi. You have
1: Hicks and itself, it's Yeah, Bird. Hicks, D.D. like yeah, Greg Bird was kind of
3: past um, it by you that. You the one, the one home run that Jay Bruce hit
1: that went <laughs> 320. Yeah, and Jay o- Bruce. You and Odor this low. year. Like, that's really it. Yeah,
3: honestly. And Odor's hit some
1: shots. That's it, I was you know, about to say, he's hit some nice shots, but uh, nothing for him. He's
3: 450-footer no
1: yeah. now. Yeah, Rizzo just... That, that was awesome. To I mean, look, he had a walk. He had another hit. I mean, he got on base three times. So he had he a great showed night. just
3: how much of an impact he's going to have. And he's not going to go two for three of the walk
1: and home run every single game. Why not, Alex? And, like, is, you mean he's not going to hit close to 700 for us? Uh, you
3: know what, Luigi? I'm just going to – I'm not going to yeah. say that. <laughs> I I have faith in him, but I don't
2: think he's going to hit 700. Call me a casual all you want.
1: Yeah, that yeah, that I, I will. I'm
2: looking at I'm looking at these lineups from, from the previous years to see what other left-handed power hitters we had, um, and I wouldn't even call them power hitters, just anyone who was left-handed. <laughs> just you know, any,
1: like, anybody it, who stepped into the box yeah, the yeah, yeah, in the left-handed batter. Yeah,
2: 2018 we had Neil Walker, and 2019 you had Mike oh, Talkman. Whoa. Disco Neil. Walker. Yeah, and looking at the 2019 uh, roster, if you know, obviously Mike Talkman fell off the face of the earth. We traded him this year. He just got DFA'd by the Giants this past week. Uh, but he was so good in 2019, and I think, to our own detriment in hindsight, him having as good a year in 2019 as he did, um, actually hurt us because it covered up how deficient the rest of the lineup that was all right-handed yeah. hitters was. And DJ obviously finished with third or fourth MVP that year. Uh, if Talkman was was a black hole and we had to throw, God knows who in there. I um, think maybe it would have been
3: way more easy to figure out that the Yankees were they needed a left-handed batter.
2: Yeah, Because outside of that, we've been throwing guys like Tyler Wade and Mike Ford the past years, and they're bad. So it's
1: hey, hey, Tyler Wade got a hit tonight, chill out. Um,
2: Tyler
3: Wade
1: also swung and missed at like
3: yeah, three did. different 91 mile an hour fastballs yeah, that did. were right down the middle. That's
1: yep. what he does. Yep. <laughs> um, another news obviously not as big as Rizzo or Gallo, but Andrew Heaney is the number five. Starting pitcher for the New York Yankees at this point, I'm guessing he's gonna need yeah. innings down the stretch. Uh, not really just, a big move. Just, we gave up Jansen Junk and Elvis Piguero. Um, the Yankees, a lot of people were making the joke that the Yankees literally <laughs> gave up junk to get junk. Uh, <laughs> uh, I saw that coming, so I was listening to
3: the radio broadcast for the earlier part of the game, and you know, John Sterling and Susan Waldman are gems themselves, but they actually had made a good point because they were talking about Heaney, and they said that he's never he's never appeared as a reliever in his career. He's only been a starter, so it probably would they make have sense. Seen. Yeah. <laughs> um, it would make sense for him to take the spot where Nestor Cortez is and put Cortez back in the bullpen and just kind of have right. him occupy the long reliever spot that sessa kind of did but kind of employ him more than they did sessa which was okay this game's over throw sessa in there
1: yeah uh like i said his role is probably gonna be strictly to eat innings uh mm. you know, probably won't see it. if we, they do make the playoffs it's a good chance you probably won't even see him but who knows i mean hopefully he gives us some good starts right that's that's pretty much it but guys uh obviously look the yankees got a lot better like we've talked about it how you know a week or two ago it was if you asked me if this team was make the playoffs I, it was a firm no there's yeah. not
3: many trade deadlines that you can come out and look at the team and go yeah this trade deadline completely
1: changed the mm-hmm. outlook on Absol- this team of an entire fan base absolutely and look it really helps that the yankees probably have their easiest stretch of the season like they're they just started right you have 3 against the marlins 3 against the os then 4 against seattle um it's it's a pretty pretty manageable stretch but here's the thing they still
3: have to win the games
1: they still have to win the games and a lot yeah. of other teams got way better too yeah i mean I mean, guys, was this the craziest MLB trade deadline? This was. You can remember. One of was first. I think it was for me. One of, like, if
3: not the craziest I can remember. Yeah. I mean, just
2: I think un- it's it, more so than the teams that all got better is that you had two teams that absolutely ripped it down to the studs in yeah. the Cubs and the Nationals, mm-hmm. and another team two that teams showed weren't
3: completely out of it either.
1: Yeah, two well, teams that were like I a few. Are not going I mean we're both not going teams, teams are like see. what? A few games below five hundred. So yeah, yeah, like, the, I think I think they could the the have realistically have lost
2: something like like seven of their last twenty five games. they've only won seven of their last twenty or twenty five games since Swerber got hurt. So they were kind of out of it. The Cubs, I mean, maybe could they have made a run, the but
3: Cubs nah,
2: had a the Nat as right now Nationals
1: were forty eight and fifty five, six and a half back in the NL East, and the Cubs are fifty and fifty five, twelve back in the NL Central. Yeah. Obviously, close in the wild card, but yeah, I mean, they kind of both said, you know, what's what's even the point? I guess.
2: Well, and the, especially because there's so many things ahead were, of you. The difference is right. where
3: Nats went on a really bad run once Schwarber got injured, like Andrew said, and they just got swept by the Orioles. So I think that was a big determinant of okay, we gotta if we wanted want to wanna do something, we gotta just tear it all down. And the Cubs had like a 12 game losing streak or something earlier in the month, mm-hmm. and. That kind of determined their entire season right there. And they took the approach that, okay, if we want to you know, do better in the future, we got to tear it all down now because both teams had a lot of impending free agents. Like, mm-hmm. you look at the Cubs, and they had Rizzo, they had Bryant, they had Baez, and all three of them got traded. Yeah. And then yeah. Nats had Scherzer, they had Hudson, they had i mean they also traded trey turner who was a free agent after mm-hmm. next year
1: after next six. year don't
3: quote me on that yeah
1: i'm pretty sure you're right but let's just go through from like the last few days i mean obviously i think the first other than uh Gallo, i think his gal is kind of the first big one yeah um i'm forgetting what i mean obviously Kendall graveman to the uh to the Astros, that was big. Obviously, the Mariners being pissed about that is just classic <laughs> Seattle. Like, how do you give up your best closer when you're
0: your right best.
1: right in the midst of a playoff race? Uh, that's um, Jerry
3: DePoto being Jerry yeah.
1: DePoto. <laughs> um, Starling Marte obviously goes to the A's. Um, that, Scherzer, okay. Scherzer and Trey Turner me. going to I the Dodgers. I want to Dodgers. talk
3: about Starling Marte going to the A's because the A's gave up Jesus Lozardo for half a year of Starling Marte, and I think that's unreal.
2: Well, look, they did what they did unsuccessfully. I would argue what Cashman was able to do successfully in all of his trades in that he got a guy he wanted. He traded Prospect Capital and got the team that traded him the player he wanted to pick up the salary. Now, you look at what we gave up, and we were going to get a rental of Anthony Rizzo, a rental of Andrew Heaney, and a year and a half, well, we'll pay a gallon next year, but we got this year covered, right, yeah. by, by the Rangers. We didn't give up a ton.
3: No. The,
2: in, the Athletics did the same thing. They didn't want to pay the four whatever was $4 million remaining. Yeah, it was something. On on, Mar- um, on his contract, right? And then uh, just to give up a former number one overall prospect. Like, again, yeah. he's not having a great start to the year, but, like, come on.
3: He has so much potential. And now you look at the Marlins – Next few years, they have so much young pitching. And if they played in a stadium that was even remotely nice to look at, I think they'd be in such a good position to reel in one of the, like, marquee free agents this coming year.
1: I still think they might. I mean, people will... I, I, me. I still think
3: they could have a chance, but I, th- but the amount of young pitching potential that they have on their team... Is it oh, yeah, so?
1: they're they're going to be really scary in a few years. Um, yeah. obviously the Dodgers also obviously that got Scherzer and Turner, which so you, the big You're ones. pronouncing it wrong. It's Dodgers. Oh, the, I'm sorry, the Dodgers. Uh, Dodgers also Joey Gallo, number thirteen. After A. Rod saying he wasn't a good fit for the Yankees, that's pretty cold blooded. That's um, about what. The, I the, expected. <laughs> the Dodgers. Uh, they also got Danny Duffy. Um, Diego Castillo goes to the Mariners. That was kind of surprising.
3: That's their Kendall Graveman
1: request. Um Schwarber to the Red Sox. I don't love that. Not going to lie.
3: Uh, I honestly saw that and went, all right, so this is the Red Sox reaction to the Yankees.
2: Yeah. So well, especially because the Red Sox probably wanted Rizzo themselves. They did want Rizzo. In. And the Yankees
3: just swooped in and got him. So the Red Sox went, all right, well, then we'll just take Schwarber.
2: And who yep. knows what he's going to be back, right? Um, yeah. The other, the other big moves probably you, you got to look at, right? Jose Barrios going to the Blue Jays, and then yep. the Cubs move, both Brian Baez. That's
1: that was next on my list, and I mean, yeah. look, like Austin. Jose I know, Barrios. like I know a lot of people aren't really big into the prospects, but like you know, Austin Martin, Austin Martin, number, not just the and... number sixteen overall. He wasn't just uh, one of the best.
0: Prospect for the Blue Jays.
1: He was number. He was, I think, their number two prospect in their system, and number sixteen overall in the yeah. in MLB. I mean, yeah. this dude is he a few years away? Most likely, yeah. He was drafted but, I last mean, year, so yeah. Look, Barrios is really good, but I'm not sure if he's that good. And yes, they got him for a year and a half, but I don't well, know. And, it's... and it's not,
3: they didn't just give up Martin. They also and uh, uh,
1: Simeon Woods believe, Richardson, who I believe is the number four yeah. prospect. Well, so Vince yeah,
2: Richardson is. I feel like his his star is, yeah, to burn out. But uh, yeah, yeah, but
3: well, and they got him for Strowman, when he was not exactly ranked, but he started rising in the ranks. Um, recently. Wait a minute,
1: guys. I I'm sorry. I I don't know. I should have started the show with this. Um, Daniel Norris goes to the uh, Brewers. Ooh, oh uh, that's, that's 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 a game off time. Right there. The big one. Brewers favorites? Question mark. <laughs> Um, Brewers, White just, Sox so, get Craig. White Sox and Craig kimbrell Um, that's town
3: action. That's, that's insane.
1: That White Sox bullpen. Like, also remember coming to the year, I was like, kind oh, of the White Sox bullpen. I'm not sure now. I'm like, oh wow, the White Sox bullpen, best in baseball? Question yeah. mark. Hmm.
3: I don't think on paper. I don't think it's even a question. That the White Sox have the best bullpen in baseball now. Just based on potential, because mm-hmm. you have Hendricks, you have Garrett Crochet, you have Kimbrell. Mm-hmm. Um. Kopek.
1: Kopeck, yeah, guys like that. Yeah, they're they're gonna be scared. Aaron um, and
2: like well, what was s- the hamburger account that said Crochet was being traded? For? Yeah, I, I saw that. that I was, I'm like, I, yeah,
1: there's no it, fucking way. I
3: immediately went. <laughs> I wait, They're trading Crochet, and then I saw the actual name, and went, like, "Yeah, they're not trading." Crochet. Burgers are
1: yeah. breaking news now. Yeah, what about the Jeff Passan burner that uh Bob, so, fell that for? Guy Bob. Yeah. <laughs> That's like Chris Bryant was going to the Yankees. A it's classic. like
3: clockwork that Bob— You got to like
1: love Bob. I I, always, I literally laugh every time I look at Bob's replies, and he'll say something, and then the comments will be like, all right, this—whatever the opposite Bob said confirmed. <laughs> like, I, I laugh every time. It just kills me because he really is, He really does have a gift. It's bad. Um, oh, this, was, time, pro- so this was probably one of the biggest ones of the day. Uh, Javi Baez to the Mets. Um, someone <laughs> one of the <laughs> top comments was now they have two shortstops that suck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
3: However, uh, defensively though,
1: oh yeah, defensively they're they're rock they solid in the middle. That's shit. that's great. You know that's that's a great you know, middle the infield real defensively. Is where Up does The, plate,
2: the real uh, question is where does bias play? Old well, second base. Probably, I mean, yeah, right? second second base. I just and and then they and they play McKinley and then shortstop
1: <laughs> and then shortstop on you know if Lindor has an off day right or if Lindor gets yeah. hurt.
2: Yeah. You know, look look at like the Braves though they they went off today. I give the Braves a lot of credit te- because I, they just I, think the, their, their, I the really just think the Braves are going to win the NL
1: East. I
2: really do think the Braves are going to get hot NL East, especially with Degrom getting shut down again yeah. for another two weeks. No,
3: look, yeah, they, if they've if been mashing. At, if you look at what the Braves did, they went out and got Jock Peterson, Jorge Soler, Adam Duvall, and Eddie Rosario. They went out and got four outfielders. I know Soler is basically a DH. But he can play the outfield, even though he's not a good outfielder. So they just got an entirely new outfield and also got Richard Rodriguez. I mean,
1: can we talk about the Cardinals getting John Lester and J Hap and J Hap a game changer. That's
2: it.
1: Potentially, I mean, is that the best one-two lefty punch in baseball question? Cardinals mark?
3: 2021 NL Central Champions.
1: Uh Jake Marisnik to the Padres. Big time moves. And the really last big deal of the day was Bryant going to the Giants, yeah.
3: Um, which is the NL I mean, we were West. Wait,
1: just this we year. were waiting for the Giants to do something all day. I mean, they were kind of like in second and third place for a lot of these guys. It felt like, but they just hadn't yeah. really made that big move, and they finally did and added Chris Bryant. So I'm yeah. good on them. Um, yeah, man, the, <laughs> just unbelievable though. Watching the Cubs just get completely torn apart like that. It, though. I it's mean, not even like they all, traded all within like forty eight hours.
3: And they traded Trevor Williams to the Mets, Yeah, they too, traded everyone.
1: Because going in, it's like, all right. Because, was... look, Rizzo to the Yankees really came out of nowhere. Obviously, Joey Gallo had some steam for the last few weeks. But well,
3: Gallo to the Yankees was something that's been discussed for years. Right,
1: too. exactly. Yeah,
2: and then Cashman came, came out steam. today and said they tried to get him. Yeah, they were the trying training. to get him for a while, yeah. Mm-hmm. One yeah. thing that I also thought was really,
3: really odd. Cut this out because I completely lost my train of thought. But Alex, no, oh no, it was um. Hang on. One thing I thought was also really, really odd was the Cubs just completely refusing to trade Kyle Hendricks. Yeah,
2: that was really like wrong. if yeah. there was
3: one person who would have a lot of trade value, I would feel like it's him because he's, you know, he's a solid pitcher. He's not an ace by any means, but he's another innings eater, and he's had a lot of very good starts in his career. And he's the type of guy that I feel like a team may or may not overpay for. But, you know, a team that needs a starter. So I don't know why they just decided, yeah, everyone's on the table except
1: Hendricks.
2: Well, you figure probably because everyone else they traded was a pending free agent and they could still control Hendricks for three or four more years and they're hoping that they can rebound in that time. Yeah, no, he, his contract extends through 2024. Really? Yeah. Well, okay,
3: but in that case, they could have gotten a lot for him.
2: Yeah, yeah true, but I yeah. think if they but... think they're going to be competitive in another year or two, mm-hmm. they, they still want him anchoring the rotation. He's only 31, so. I guess that makes sense.
3: And he's the type of pitcher
2: that would age a lot
3: better. Because he doesn't throw hard, yeah. Because he doesn't throw hard, he's a lot more about control.
1: Uh, guys, something I forgot to mention. Um, Uh-oh. This happened a couple days ago. Pour one out for Louis Sessa and Justin Wilson because they're both Cincinnati Reds they, now.
3: they got salary dumped.
1: Yep, man. Like, Sessa, I feel bad for because he was I feel actually bad. having a solid I year. I feel bad for Justin Sessa Wilson, I do not. He was terrible this year. Um, Sessa
2: was what got Sessa them to take Justin Sessa. Wilson. For us. Just we had to saying. give him Sessa, Sessa was yep.
3: in that deal to
2: get rid of Justin Wilson. Yeah. 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 That sucks. Yeah, it and, sucks. And he's, I he's feel best super likable, to too. Like, mm-hmm. if you go on, like, social media all the all the, the players who have been through the system the past few years like love Sessa. Everyone's like he's probably like really beloved in that clubhouse. And mm-hmm. that's that well and the but... thing with him too is like you said he's a good club clubhouse presence. And last
3: few years he's actually been pretty good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like he's been solid, especially this he's year. He's been
3: really, really solid. And you know, he's been one we've all we've been making fun of Louis says for years now, ever since the Yankees traded Justin Wilson after 2014, because he's been around for so long, and he was so consistently frustrating, because he'd have he'd flash some potential and then give up four runs in two thirds of an inning. So the fact that he finally was able to actually harness some of the potential that he showed and then was immediately just traded away is kind of depressing. But at the same time, I mean, good on him. Um, I don't know when he's a free agent, but I feel like it's got to be soon.
2: Sasa? Yeah. I believe he has two years of control left after this year.
3: That's a lot less than
1: I thought. Yeah, free (laughs) agent. Not a free agent until 2024. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, f- okay, enough for fact, Louis Cessar, not but Justin the, wilson just Luis in Cessar. that
3: case the fact that the Reds managed the Reds got a reliever with two and a half years left to control that actually has been pretty good and the Yankees got nothing in return except for cash
2: we got that player to be named later. We don't ever know who that could turn into. Yeah, dude, was it really you, a player to be named next, later? I thought, yeah. it was just, I thought it was just cash considerations. Well, they, it, there was no cash considerations. They they traded players, and the Reds took on the salary of the players they traded that for. That is the cash considerations. Well, no, cash got considerations. A feel for
1: cash considerations family at this point. You know? <laughs> it's really sad. Always moving around like that.
2: Yeah. Cash considerations. Rough, rough life. What do we hear So, look. Let's talk about it real quick though. Uh, Colorado Rockies. What the fuck did they do today? My I mean,
3: favorite thing that I read was ml on MLB trade rumors. Like, I have the app for it and I get all the notifications about everything. And I got one saying the Rockies will not trade Daniel Bard and John Gray, who arguably a.k.a.
1: Whether, the future.
3: They're two best trade chips outside of story and even including story because story's been very mediocre this year daniel Bard's a free agent after this year and gray i think is a free agent after next year
2: Uh, i think this year and they they were talking about it because they wanted to qo him next year and hopefully either extend him or at least get some comp if he leaves a free agency. and the
3: the reds went all right so we're not trading anyone because we're not gonna get anyone that's better. Like, so is their plan just to QO Story, John Gray, and Daniel
2: Bard? And there's, hope? there's no it? way they're gonna they're gonna QO Bard and pay yeah, 19 million dollars exactly. next year. Exactly,
3: and that's the thing that's confusing me. It's like the only reason you wouldn't trade them is because you're for a team that's going nowhere like the Rockies is to QO them in the offseason because the return of getting a draft pick from them is what is better than the packages that teams are offering you. That's the only reason you wouldn't trade them in this in the Rockies situation. And they didn't trade any of them.
2: Yeah, and then the the mystery scratch for Trevor Story today. I don't know if you guys saw some of the Sparks quotes.
3: So many hysterical things. Yeah, he was mad. Hey, he was not happy. Yeah. I think he's basically
2: said, like, I don't even know why I'm still here or something like that. Yeah. And I
3: don't blame him.
2: That- I- I'm sure part of it's hey, dude, you-, you haven't played well this year. You didn't give teams enough reason to trade for you.
0: So they're but part punishing, of that's on him. They're
2: punishing
0: no. him for no no no. I'm saying I'm saying the well, other
2: teams weren't willing to pony up more for him because he wasn't yeah. as an attractive piece for not playing well. That's part of that's on his own fault. But yeah, you could look at it also and say the Rockies could have moved him and either they punished him or they completely just dropped the ball and should have moved him and gotten. Well, it's the Rockies. There's something they could have gotten. Yeah,
1: I think they just dropped the ball, if we're being honest. Like, they're they're a very shittily run organization. And some people kept saying, like, I definitely think they thought this trade deadline was Look what the Mets
2: traded for, for Javi Baez and Trevor Williams. They traded, I think, what, their fifth overall prospect? That's got to be better. And you, you Bias figure, is
3: having think... a worse year than uh, story. story.
2: Right. So you figure that the Rockies could have gotten a similar prospect from another team that was yeah. looking for another shortstop. And that guy is probably better than the draft pick compensation they're going to get yeah. when he declines the QO and signs elsewhere.
3: Yep. And the thing is, too, it's like Story, the way he's playing, might not even warrant a QO of $19 million a year so if the rockies just go and let all three of them go without even qoing them what is the justification of that organization like at least you know you know they had at least offers for story out there and they probably had offers for john gray and for bard and for anyone and they're not even going to entertain that just because of reasons
2: well look, I don't know what exactly was the issue because the Yankees were very much interested, right? And, yeah. and I think part of the they, reason that those talks didn't materialize so. is how we ended up with Anthony Rizzo. And yeah. one game in, that's looking like a blessing in disguise, right? That's exactly I, story I, thing didn't happen, but you know, Andrew, I
3: think you're definitely onto something. I really think the Yankees went, Okay, we'll take story and then they talked to the Rockies and the Rockies probably had a gigantic asking price on him. Yeah. Because I remember, a and Cashman told the him to
0: fuck day.
2: off and moved on. Yeah, and That's I remember seeing. Probably, so did everyone else. Day. Yeah, I saw
3: something that said the Rockies are lowering their asking price on Story, which means they were probably asking for, you know, an exorbitant
2: well, amount but, of prospects. For to it. their own credit, or maybe discredit—I don't know. Look at the last time they traded a star shortstop; they got a haul. Right? I remember they when got they got traded Tulowitzki Luiz to, to to I uh, Granted, they got back what Jose Reyes.
3: They got uh, Jose Reyes. Not, And but the thing is though, I don't think any of those prospects they got for Tulowitzki are still with the organization. There's no way. Wait, wait, was Story one of them? No. Story was. Story came up in 2016. No, it was like a bunch of pitching prospects, and all of them are gone. I know Jeff Hoffman was one of them. Miguel Castro was one of them. I'm I'm like 90% sure they're all gone. You can quote me on that, but
2: no that, that that checks out
3: yeah so the way the rockies are run i feel like they just are like yeah we got burned that one time we traded to Lewitsky, so we're just
2: not gonna trade a star shortstop and hope for the best yeah jeez man but the fact that they stood patented nothing today unreal Look, I like i get they, they have some nice pieces right like they the have is, if they're black men's every- fine to a long term deal guys like ryan mcmahon are good pieces to build around but like there's no one you could have moved there's no one
0: I mean and we don't know that, who
2: kicked the, the tires on one right too is like if there was any trade deadline to
3: just blow your whole team up and sell everyone what it the was, cubs did. This was exactly it. What they did. exactly this was the one to do it because everyone you know the cubs and the nets were setting the market and actually getting good returns Like, look at the return the Nats got for Scherzer and Turner. For half a year of Scherzer and a year and a half of Trey Turner, the Nats got two of the best prospects in baseball in Ruiz and Josiah Gray. Yeah, Like, those are legit returns. Like, Gray is a legitimate stud. stud. And Ruiz is a catcher to build your entire organization around. For two years basically of control total of two players granted scherzer is scherzer and trey turner is really really good but still
2: and well the thing is trey turner gives them uh their contingency plan for assuming if it, Corey seager it, leaves next year yeah they have a short stop exactly
1: yeah just a wild day man i mean the, the amount of key players switching teams was just nothing like we've ever seen man it seemed like every every minute there was just a new update of just oh look there was, obviously there was the big trades but like i'm just looking at uh passan's page like there was just so many like minor little like random guys moving like i forgot who said john about the brewers Berts. like the brewers just made a move to make make a move like all right
2: we're getting involved
1: yeah. we did something
3: the brewers traded for john curtis from the marlins
2: yeah, but 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 famous. for the for the amount of guys that got moved, there's a whole laundry list of guys that didn't get moved. Like look yeah. at the twins, right? I yeah. get they traded away hat, but they were talking about maybe trade Kepler. Buxton, they were gonna trade Kepler, they were gonna trade By Donaldson, made, uh... they were gonna trade Paneda, Kent to They didn't move any of those guys. Now, I yeah. get they moved the big really fish do. in Barrios, but yeah. I don't get why they didn't
3: move Maeda.
1: Yeah, I I you would see love see the like
2: exact type of guy I would have just traded. Right. Anyone who's who's a, a pending free agent yeah and you're way out of the race what do you have to gain by holding especially on to
3: them? pending free agents there is for a team like the twins who may compete next year you don't know if you've already traded your best pitcher in burrios there's no reason you shouldn't trade another impending free agent
2: yeah and and the thing with baseball is it's not like i want to make a, a cross-sport analogy here right oh uh, god what's your name luigi well, uh, look, that's, Luigi's going to get this dude. one. Look, look at what what the Giants did, the New York Giants, when they got Leonard Williams a couple years ago, right? Like that's a team that missed the playoffs badly, but by getting a guy and having him get into the building, play a few games, get accustomed to the system, and I get they fired a coach, they brought a new one, but you get a guy hanging around, he committed long term to them this past mm-hmm. off season, right? Now, I don't think that is something that that happens in baseball. Like you can't. Get a guy like Kent Maeda to finish out the season on a sinking ship. Be like, hey, the last two months you spent here, we're gonna go. It's gonna yeah. go a long way to getting you to re-sign. You can like, get
3: like, yeah. you can get some players to come in and say, yeah, we're gonna build around you, like the Phillies did with Bryce Harper, the Cubs did with John Lester, stuff like that. But you can't. I don't think you can keep a guy like Maeda around and say, all right, so we'll keep you here if you stay with us because we're gonna do well soon. And he just go. He just looks around and goes, "Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, exactly."
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: Well, like I mean, the twins did make the playoffs last year. Let's give them the credit there. They got swept by the Astros, and haven't won a playoff game in six hundred thousand years. But yeah. like, they still made the playoffs, so you got to give them credit there.
1: Yeah. So I mean, look, cr- crazy day. Um But and I I know it's too early to ask this, but can you see Anthony Rizzo and Gallo? I mean, Gallo obviously we've locked up next year, so this isn't as much of a question. But can we see Rizzo and Gallo being part of this Yankees team for the next, you know, five or so years? Like, can we see these guys as being like a big part of the future of this team because they both really do seem to fit well with. I think Gallo the Yankees. Is and obviously more... that short porch. Just it goes without saying those guys are gonna get a lot of those cheapies i mean i think they're i was watching like the marlins pregame, because obviously i have that on local tv and they were showing like all the balls that rizzo's hit this year that were out that would have been home runs. i think he had like seven or eight balls that would have been home runs that ended up you know those were just outs like that doesn't even count, like include doubles or like you know yeah. balls off the wall so yeah i mean look it rizzo and gallo i mean the, it's just their swings are a match made in heaven for Yankee Stadium. It, it's, it's good to have some power hitting lefties back in the lineup.
2: Yeah, it, it's a it's a weird question. Uh, obviously, the only team he has a true affinity for is the Cubs. And while well, if they were ready to compete tomorrow, <laughs> I think he'd happily restart with them, right, yeah. if the money was yeah. right. But I don't think he wants to go back and do a rebuild again nah. because he was there for a World Series. It, if which if, if he enjoys his time all, in New York, all his
1: buddies are gone.
2: <laughs> yeah, so looks so like he he's from Florida. So like maybe I don't I don't see. Miami or the Rays forking up big money for him, right? Yeah. He has family from from New Jersey. So if he enjoys his time with the Yankees and they do mm-hmm. well and maybe make a playoff run, yeah, that, that's, you, you go back to the whole Leonard Williams. Like, yeah, maybe the, the two months he spends here in a playoff race, maybe he enjoys himself. He's like, hey, I want to buy in here long-term with Gallo now we we're, we're talking a year down the road at this point yeah Gallo's it, it, not it, as much
1: of a concern right now but 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 it's a
2: more difficult question because we still have Hicks on the books we still have the Stanton contract Judge is going to be right about the point where either he's going to leave in free agency or we're going to give him a mega extension and then you have Dominguez coming up too so there may not even be room for him if we like him right. unless he's a guy who maybe switches to let's say first base if we don't resign Rizzo right so mm-hmm. there's it, it's really hard to say at this point and, and Cashman was pretty adamant today he's like we're not getting ahead of ourselves like we're just happy mm-hmm. to be living in the moment with these guys right. right now and we'll see where it is down the road
3: weirdly enough what you're so what you're saying is it's too early to judge whether or not these two guys will stay with the yankees long term after, play after they after they've played <laughs> one game with them.
1: no that's what i said like it's it's still too early but i mean you just it's look fun. at rizzo and you say like man like like we Like this dude's a four-time Gold Glove winning World Series. Like,
3: look at both these acquisitions, and I think there's not a Yankees fan in the world that didn't go, "Wow, both of these were the perfect guys to bring in the trade deadline."
1: And look, the Yankees like their defensive problems and just you know sloppy baseball all around has been known, and you just added two plus defenders. I mean, Gallo and Rizzo are both not just good, but like great defenders, Mm -hmm. and that's that's a really big. Gallo is unbelievable under. Oh yeah, I mean look, they were showing they were showing that graphic with you know Judge Stanton and obviously Stanton's first time you played the outfield. I think it was what 680 days was the number, but yeah. look, all three Judge Stanton and Gallo have absolute cannons in the outfield, mm-hmm. and I mean they were all it was all three red lights, right? And yeah, uh, that's that's what you want. Um, obviously, so. I mean, we're not. I don't. Obviously, we're not going to get a Stanton Judge. Gallo outfield every game, right? Obviously, Stanton's just playing the outfield because we're in an NL ballpark this series, but it was nice to see.
0: So, he, he I, saw, I saw a there. thing
3: on Twitter that I actually wanted to ask the question of both you guys because I had mixed feelings on it. And it was, what if the Yankees now, after this series, they see that Stanton still can play, obviously, can still play the outfield?
1: He can catch fly balls. Yes.
3: He can catch fly balls. Yeah. So what if they play Stanton more often, and that's how they get Voight's bat back into the lineup? They DH Voight and play Stanton in the outfield. Yeah. I My mean, only concern
2: there is that what would be the dream judge. Do you put him in center field a lot? Is that going to put yeah. undue stress on him? I mean, he, he obviously capable of it, but do you want Aaron Judge in center well, field every day? Gallo. I mean, Gallo's played
1: what a hundred games in center yeah, field you could put in Gallo. his career. Like he's played. Yeah. A Decent amount of center field, and obviously neither of them are like natural center fielders. But I,
0: I would think, they're think they're both good, they're good enough, enough defenders. Where it's they're not going to be like a,
1: it's not going to hinder you. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: So, so also, I think
3: I think it's definitely a possibility they do that. But that's one of the more interesting things is since the Yankees didn't actually trade Voight after there was so much chatter that right. they were shopping Voight and then they didn't get that much interest in him, is how exactly they balance having two guys who are solely first baseman in Rizzo and Voight and then also having guys like Judge and Stan and Gallo and just how they're going to get all of them into the lineup. Like you're not Look, just going to take Luke Voight and bench him for the rest of the year, you know. Voight's yeah. an impact player. You're going to mm-hmm. want him in the lineup as much as he possibly can.
1: Look, it's a it's a great problem to have, right? It's oh, it's not, a great problem to I have. I mean, yeah, but it's like, still look, just a think if this have. is the problem we have now. When about a week or two ago, it was like, all right, do we want Ryan Lamar or Greg Allen in the outfield? It was yeah. like a week
3: um, ago that the outfield was Lamar,
1: Greg, Lamar, Allen, like
3: and Gardner. I mean,
1: even, be- shit, e- even before that, we there was outfield. We had Tyler Wade and Miguel Andujar playing
2: the outfield yeah. together.
1: There were some rough times, but.
2: You remember Miguel Andujar? Remember Clint Frazier? Remember oh those guys? Oh,
1: dude, I'm telling you those guys those, guys, that, was a, that was a long time ago man. Those guys that You'll, played for the Yankees guys, in years. For,
3: you guys forget the Yankees can just trade
1: both of them for whoever they want. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I love that. We can trade both of them have for DeGraw. Clint Frazier and yeah, Miguel Andujar. It's like I you I give you Miguel Andujar Clint Frazier, you give me a franchise player.
2: I've been wanting to do that forever. Like never yeah. Yeah, uh, Yankees Twitter a couple years ago thought that that was the key to getting Garrett Cole from the Pirates. Yeah, it's like, yeah.
1: It's like guys, Miggy doesn't have trade value anymore. Guys, I'm sorry. Neither does Frazier at this Neither, point. Yeah, you know? I mean, two years ago, Frazier did, but yeah, like even last point, year,
3: Frazier did. At this point, he has nothing because yeah. his brain doesn't work.
2: Oh come on, we're all thinking it you. did not have to say it. Yeah, you have to I say, didn't. On, I didn't mean it
1: like that. <laughs> come on, Alex. What the hell? Yes. Well, that, that's a good place to end it. I mean, look, it it's, is. Been gr- it's been a great. It's been a. Yeah, I mean, well, we, I really, I really can't control where Alex, you know, <laughs> goes with his brain and his negative comments. But look, it's been a great few days in the Yankee world. I mean, still a few games out of a playoff spot, right? The, we do have to acknowledge that just because the Yanks made this move, these moves, that doesn't mean that we just punched our ticket to the playoffs. I mean. Like I said, a lot of teams got a lot of teams got way better too. I mean, that's to create like so many good contending teams improved. So
3: somehow a team like the Dodgers got better. Dodgers, yeah, I mean,
1: the, the the Dodgers got better. The Dodgers. Um, but look, like I said early in the show, this is the easiest stretch the Yankees are gonna have all year. You have two more games against the Marlins, three games against the O's, four games against the Mariners, three against the Royals. And then, you yeah, the obviously, you have the White Sox and Red Sox, and it gets tough, but still. This, Marlins this owes, Marlins we, owes we Mariners it. and Royals. Like, it's not going to get much easier. Yeah, the Mariners yeah. are decent, but, I mean, look, it's the Seattle Mariners. They're probably going to flail out. It's, they, it's the month of I, August. They start flailing I don't flailing think out.
3: it's probably. I think it's yeah. when will they?
1: Yeah. So, look, the Yankees, like we said, they, It's like it seems like they haven't been able to stay hot all year. It's, it be a good time to get hot. Uh, just putting that out wouldn't there, guys. Be a bad well, it wouldn't be a bad idea to get well, a bit We hot.
2: thought we thought it was going to be yesterday, right? Um, <laughs> going going for a sweep <laughs> against Tampa with the race on the mound, and uh, we just don't have to talk about that game. Yeah, like.
1: I mean, you know, then Andrew, the co- why'd you
2: bring it up? I thought we weren't. Uh, talking then about like the, yeah, the uh, we're not talking the, about it. Yeah, oh, no, okay.
1: the the dome like there was a leak in the dome, and they had to like cancel the game. So the game. We, yeah, so it was yeah, whatever. but be- but um, because the Rays had home field advantage, they gave yeah, they just gave them the game. It was like all right, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, look, Yankees, hopefully they sweep the Marlins, right? I'll hopefully be at the game Sunday. Um, hopefully hopefully.
2: I thought you bought tickets already.
1: No, I mean, you know, I, I want to go, but, you know, kind of got other stuff going on. Um, I, you know what, though, man, I'm always scared to go to Sunday games because I'm always afraid that Boone's going to put out his surrender lineup you know especially oh at the, tr- the
2: end of a 10 game road trip too it's like Jeez. all right here yeah. we go uh,
1: it's like oh where's gallo Brett Gardner
3: batting third <laughs> it's like, uh, oh my it's god, like
1: a Ty- tyler wade leading off like what's going on here
3: you're absolutely
2: gonna get one of those i'm gonna get a getaway lower. lineup
1: oh my god <laughs>
2: you're get a bad one.
1: if you if there's a man rushing the field um running towards the yankees <laughs> but dugout to, they won't th- show it's it on not me <laughs> not me <May. laughs> Oh man, to but wait to that. Anthony Rizzo, Joey Gallo, our New York Yankees. And guys, I mean, and, I think we and, could and Can Anthony we D. officially D. say we're excited about Yankees baseball again? Is yeah. that kind of just. As man, of right now, I'm yes. I, look, was, like, I was excited like, to put on the game yeah, tonight. I was about to say, this was the most excited I was. Like, I was thinking about
2: this game all day. And yeah, I'm like, damn, this. I haven't felt like this in months. Yeah. I haven't felt like this since, like, April, May. Most most it's, nights, a game's on, but you're not thinking about it early in the day. You're like, ah, well, it's, it's, it's on, it's on. It's I guess on I, it's in the background. I guess I'm obligated to have it's to watch. I right? guess I'm a fan a of this ch- team. Look, it's but safe to say. Like, I want to watch this game.
1: It's safe to say it's been a chore to watch this team for most yes. of the year. Like, yeah. the way they've played, the way that they've just given us no hope, but you know what? Credit to Brian Cashman. He went, like... I mean, you could easily say it because I've seen people say this, like, "Oh, out of all the years, that like Cashman went all out the trade deadline. Like he does it with this team. Like that." But look, these I two, said move, that, like these, the right. The A, the a-, <laughs> I mean, a-, a lot you're of about people that say are absolutely right. A lot of people have said it, and look, they have points. But look, adding two bats like this, adding you know lefty arm at the end of the rotation,
2: it this was can most, really be a was game most changer, necessitated. man. To make those moves this year yeah now you right. could argue that well if you did something like this in another season could we have had a world series in the last five years M- maybe
1: yeah like woulda shoulda coulda right it's kind of yeah. tough to, yeah. to look back in hindsight cool. but and
3: the thing is too the prospects and stuff that they gave up really are not a right, Yankees have really they, good look, depth right they now they and they the caliber the top, players top who prospects. got traded this year and crazy. yeah the trades they made this year are not really going to be Huge factors for the future, and even if they are, if some of these prospects that they traded end up being gigantic superstars, you can look back on it and be like, Yeah, we had no idea, and we don't regret trading them, look, we regret not seeing look, so if they had this potential. But
1: you, you can't prospect hug to that point, exactly. like sometimes prospects are going to turn good. Obviously, if a prospect you trade like the number eight prospect in your system, and he turns out to be like a perennial All-Star MVP, that then sucks. Like, yeah. But okay. Well, that that's few, that's look. That's few and far between, right? Yeah. yeah like,
2: and, and and look at the Cubs. Uh, Glibertores hasn't really hit the ceiling we thought he would. He would. Right? He was. All right, so look, awesome in 2019, right? And that gave us a ton of promise. And the last two years have have been a disappointment, right? And the Cubs yeah. still have that World Series. Exactly. So. And they have Javi Baez, and they tore it all down anyway. So at this point, I don't think they regret. I mean, they they would have traded Glaber today if they still had him in their system. Oh, absolutely. So it is what it is.
1: Yep, it is what it is. But I think that'll just about wrap it up for us. Uh, Yankees baseball is exciting again for Luigi, for Andrew, for Alex. This was the Bronx Bomber Battle Podcast. And Luigi's a casual. And Luigi's a casual.